All right, we're live. I know you guys thought that was going to be like some big special <laughs> thing, but it ain't. Not here at Narc's Life at Cousin. Hey, I, I want to first off say thank you guys for coming. We've uh, this has really kind of happened in probably the last three days. I've been I put Nico off for about a week and a half or two weeks, like <laughs> trying to figure out a time and the date. And then Jason messaged, I think Sunday or Monday night. And I was like, listen, let's do this. Let's uh, let's all jump on because I think a three-person panel is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, so you guys have some crazy-ass stories, super cool cars. We're going to get into all that. But first, if you are in Northwest Arkansas, uh, hit up Andy's Computer Repair. If he had not hooked me up with internet in the shop, I would be doing this from the dinner table, a lot like Nico is. And, uh, you know... The wife said I couldn't do that anymore. So thanks to Andy's Computer Repair. Appreciate that for, for real, for real. Uh, thanks. And then also, anybody that donates on the YouTube set up with the Super Chat, uh, obviously all of that money goes to our Rocky Mountain Race Week Fund, which we were just talking about before we started this, that I've got to get to work on the trailer. I don't even have lights on the trailer. And you guys were like, my motors are torn apart. Or my, Jason said his motor's torn apart. Nico said he's got no rear end in the car so uh it's going to be a ton of fun so let's do this let's start with nico kind of you know introduce yourself uh tell us what you drive and then kind of where you're from because we're going to get into all that other stuff later uh nico Kostafri. uh i drive a 1979 chevy malibu uh it's a small block car 355 uh stock crank forged rods and pistons uh, a little bit of spray wait wait, just... wait, wait, wait wait i thought that car was a turbo ls Nope, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I com I completely missed the boat. The funny part on that is I thought Randy Kane's uh, Jeep was the Turbo LS too. So, hey, when yeah. you got Turbo LS on the mind, that's what you got, you know. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry. Sorry. D Just working with what we uh we got here, but uh the car came with a 350. Um, it was a four speed car uh for the first two race weeks I did, but now it's a LT1 T56 car. Um. That's a lot nicer, but now it's just really punishing the 10 bolts that I had in the back there, and that's getting swapped out to a 49-inch uh, for 2.0 this year. Nice. So, yeah, hoping that's going to hold up a little. Yeah, 18 days. Yeah. 18 days. So, <laughs> that's a little that's, scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason, won't, won't you give us the roundabout for you there? Yeah, we're like totally opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I'm a 77 Pontiac Firebird, uh, 565 big block Chevy, Merlin block. All forged internals, uh, twin 88 millimeter turbos from work turbochargers, uh, Reed Case 400, Ford 9 inch out in the back, 40 spine gun drilled, all that good jazz. That's awesome. So that's a full on race car. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it's a race car that we drive on the street. It started out a street car, but uh, yeah, it's, it's evolved. Then you just went to going faster and faster. So let's run through the comments real quick. Uh, I want to say hey to 815 LSX swaps. I am pushing him to take his twin turbo LS Fox body on 1.0 next year. Uh, trying to co-pilot with him unless I take the project that uh, if I ever go pick the project up from Jonathan Stonecipher, who here says, I always heard three ways are a blast. Um, and then so if I pick the project up from him and build it, we'll take it on 1.0. Byron Frischman. Hey, thanks, dude. Good to, good to see you in here. And then, uh, dude, he's been looking for cam and lifters for two years. Come on now. It's time to do it. And then uh, Dirty Panda here says, here's to the funds. Can't wait to run with you guys next year. 
Uh, he's got a 240 that I think is Turbo LS uh, that he's bringing out for 1.0 or 2.0 next year. So. Nice. So that's exciting. Cool. All right. Uh, let's start with that both of you guys are from Colorado. Yep. Uh, how, how far apart are you guys? Uh, Where are you at, Nico? I'm in the Denver area, like right downtown Denver, really. Yeah, like, like literally 45 miles. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously 1.0 kind of came around. Uh, obviously, that's a big part of Rocky Mountain Race Week, you know. So kind of lead us into how you ended up uh, around in that. Uh, for me, I ended up seeing it online first, like 1320 video, and then, of course, Cletus and everything. Uh, and it just looked like too much fun. It's just something that I've always wanted to do was build a car. So the Malibu was the first car I ever actually built, per se. Um, and it's just one of those things I always want to do, like definitely a bucket list type item. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Bullock actually got, got me hooked on it. Uh, he's actually what got me back into drag racing was race week. And Peyton Bullock telling me about it, and then all the heads up street classes that were coming out in Colorado at that point in time. Here we are. That's awesome. And you know, it's crazy uh, talking. And I mean, we didn't. I'm not gonna say we compete. We come. We uh, drove around with everybody in 2.0 last year, and you know, we've done Power Tour twice, a couple different stops, and this is way more fun than that to me because, like, there's guys like you guys that are fast that you know take the beating all day to drive around in your car so it's brutal that's for sure yeah 1.0 this year i mean i think that was the hottest i've ever uh, oh. you know driven around that that was crazy carney was what 112 degrees that day uh that was like borderline unbearable for sure that, yeah that was it was atrocious that's yeah. insanity so now leading up to that i mean did you guys do any different prep like to the cars like bigger radiators bigger fans or anything to get ready for that kind of heat so we had to figure ours out the last couple years um yeah we've changed radiators a couple times fans a couple times uh played a lot with the the timing of the tune and everything trying to keep everything cooled down finally got it under control really last year yeah i mean i i can't imagine like what it takes to you know drive like a real car through all that stuff. Ours is still easy. It's an all-stock grand marquee setup. You know what I mean? Like those cars are made to be driven by old ladies and idle with cops driving them for hours and hours. So it's easy right. stuff there, you know? Yeah. So. I never really had many problems with overheating or anything like that. I do have dual uh, electric fans on the car, uh, but they're junkyard fans. It's like nothing like crazy, like some spas or, you know, and no high dollar stuff. I yeah. think it was like 80 bucks up the junkyard or something like that, but they're holding up good. They pull like 30 amps. So, I mean, they're definitely moving some CFMs, but uh, awesome. I think they came out like a turbo caliber or something like mm. that. That's what I was going to ask. Are they a factory setup or are they, you know, did you find some aftermarket? But that's So I've yeah. got a Dodge Journey fan on my 66 C10 truck and same thing, 30 bucks out of the junkyard and it just rolls along. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, don't put a big block in that thing, that thing, dude, because it'll it'll destroy a cooling system. I promise. <laughs> Our first race week, we had nine miles on the car and knew it was overheating when we left. Oh no, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we got lucky that year. It rained the whole week and, and we made the whole week no problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Yeah, rain's a big deal. I was watching a video the other day, and the guy was—he's uh, in the passenger seat, just you know, pumping the spray bottle up, just to keep the water coming across the, the coolant. We've done uh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ernesto says uh, your chink in the armor was at seven five. So. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. <laughs> That's for sure. So, I mean, I saw a picture the other day. That thing is beefy. I mean, that that should definitely handle what you've got in it now and then maybe what you got planned for the future too yeah i tried to you know beef up when i can that nine inches from trick chassis uh it is trust it's a new housing uh, i think it's a big web housing and then it's got billet gmn's on there so i'm doing uh blazer brakes from like a 2000 two-door two-wheel drive blazer so it's very similar to like a fourth gen ss camaro brakes nice. uh, but it's got an e-brake in it. it's a little different i like guess got like the drums behind the uh disc yeah. So um, they're, they're pretty nice and it's cheaper than doing some aftermarket setup or something like that. And I already had them on the 10 bolt. So they're going on the nine inch. It's the only thing I'm reusing from the 10 bolt. Um, That's awesome. Be 31 spline with a spool and uh, 411s. And the car did have 373s. So we're bumping that up a little bit. So maybe a uh, better 60 foot out of the car, increase yeah. the time a little bit. We'll see. What, uh, what trans are you running in that car? It's a LT1 T56, so it has a, a small block of bell housing, but I had to do a, a what was it, a American powertrain billet flywheel yep. to convert it, and it runs a LT1 style clutch. I got a six-buck clutch on it. Dude, that's crazy. Like, that car's going to be a rocket ship. That's going to be a lot of fun. Like, the 411, not, I mean, that's not a huge gear change, but, like, that'll be enough to really get out there. And, like, I mean, what's the overdrive in a T56? like 65 or something like that like an 065 i think something like that yeah it might even be more uh Damn, i think awesome. the 065 is fifth gear hell but i'm not yeah. sure hell yeah so. so so you'll be cruising 70 75 miles an hour uh jason won't you tell us like what what transit all the stuff you got <laughs> <laughs> uh we're just a turbo 400 with a, a 209 140 gear set in it yeah. uh but we run a 339 rear gear on on race week so uh you know we really don't do too bad out on the highway we can yeah. do 70 75 pretty easy that's awesome that's awesome and what's uh, i rode in jonathan's nova for a little while last year and about died but uh <laughs> it was it was great like 65 miles an hour was no problem you know yep so that's awesome. So Red Hat Scotty's in here. This will be fun. Um, you guys, it, if you haven't watched his live feed or heard the podcast with him on there, you definitely need to do that. It's a it's a good one. Tons of great stories. So let's let's focus first kind of on 1.0 and then we'll let that lead us uh, 2021 1.0. And then we'll let that lead us into uh, some previous events and things like that. Um, uh, hang on. There we go. <laughs> So he's saying Nico has single-handedly skyrocketed the price of used 10-bolt rear <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. The Nico tax. Didn't you replace one in Kansas this year, Nico? Um, that was 2.0 last year, and that was okay. uh, in, like, Perkins, Oklahoma. And I think gotcha. they have, like, a population of, like, 3,500 or something like that over oh, there. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so rough. <laughs> We were topping off gas off the at the gas station, and a couple of locals were just like, "Yeah, let me see what that thing can do." So I left the gas station and uh, did a little burnout, and I hit second gear through the intersection, and uh, just big pow. And I thought it was the transmission, but it ended up being the uh, the rear end. 
So I didn't even make it a block out of the uh, gas station there. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, it's, you know, as it lies. So I fixed it right there with uh, there's an S10 uh, ring and pinion from down the street from a wrecking yard. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's crazy. What, what time of the day is that now? Is that like morning or afternoon? That was like uh, like right at like noon one-ish or something like that. Oh, that my had God. It. And it's 2.0, so you, you drive and drag the same yep. day. Um, sure. And it was like still four or five hours away from the racetrack when I did that. So, <laughs> I but, yeah, that's crazy. Bad. Yeah, that's wild. Um, but, uh, hey, well, while we're talking broken parts, I mean, Jason, you got any of those little roadside repair things? Uh, I mean, you know, just little ones. <laughs> <laughs> like like fenders on the front and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, honestly, I don't think that we have ever actually broke down on the road, believe it or not. Uh, but you know, Pueblo this year, we rolled a new uh, a new thrust bearing into the car because uh, well, we we got to Pueblo and we thought everything was good, and when we got there, there was like this massive oil leak in front of the car. So I was like, oh, whatever, I'll check it out in the morning, you know. Next morning, I get up and go look at it and and uh, pull it, start pulling everything apart, and the front seal is is out of it, you know. And I'm like, oh crap, I trashed the front seal. So I pull the cover off and everything. As I'm going to pull stuff apart, all of a sudden, I feel the whole crankshaft move about a quarter of an inch. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, then we commenced to tearing the oil pan off and rolling in a rear main uh, a thrust bearing and uh did that that day made our hit drove to bandamere made a hit there drove home that night and replaced the crankshaft and the transmission because we jumped the transmission driving through the mountains God, and then dude, finished the week wild. and we trashed another crankshaft the rest of the week too nice nice um so i remember this story here so <laughs> zach's talking about uh, how you rolled into the staging lanes uh, doing the interstate speed limit to make a to make the end of the night. Yeah. Well, I think I pulled in at like eight or nine, so I only had like an hour, hour and a half uh, before they were shutting down the track. And um, I actually almost ran over uh, Tom McGilden when he was rolling up his parachutes. So I didn't even see him because it was so dark, and I was just flying, and I'm I'm on the horn and everything, and uh, I didn't even see. I saw him across the way, but I didn't see like his parachutes out on the ground because he was like parked in the parking spot. But I ended up pulling in like right next to him and apologizing to his wife and everything. But she was like, "No, it's okay. We know what you're doing. Like, get it out of there and make a pass." It was pretty funny. But, That's uh, awesome. I also got spoken to by um, someone up at the front, like that the staging lanes, to like slow it down on the return road and everything too that day. I was definitely I was pushing it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I was in third place that day too for thirteen uh, up at True oh, Street. Nice. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't miss that. Like you know, yeah. so uh, Stone Cipher broke uh, or had a wheel bearing go bad, and so we, Timmy and I, drove back to Tulsa from almost Great Bend, uh, and then back back up there. And so I missed out. You know, I didn't make all. I didn't make the whole week because uh, I didn't make a pass in Great Bend. Whoops, you know, like some heavy background noise. There we go. Um, but I wasn't in contention. You know what I mean? It didn't matter. Like I was in like seventh place out of eight people, so it didn't matter. Sure. <laughs> All right. So let's jump in it. We'll start with Jason on this one. Um, uh, for again, we're talking about 1.0. Uh, 
uh, like, what was your your favorite day of the week that week? Uh, I, I think that's easily the first day was my favorite day because I didn't have anything broken yet, <laughs> and I and I st- and I had had sleep. Uh, you know, the, the rest of the week was just brutal for us between the heat. Uh, we were having to drive at night to try to keep the cars cool, um, and you know, I, I think there was three or four nights that week that I only got two or three hours of sleep. So it, it was just brutal. That and then, and then the last day was good because, well, we finished. Yeah, we made it, especially after yeah. all that. Uh, Nico, exactly. what, what was your favorite day? Uh, favorite day, I guess, would be uh, Abandoned Mirror because I didn't break anything. It's the only day I didn't break the car. I took it easy. <laughs> so, but uh, I ended up helping someone. Uh, I ended up uh, given a spare third member, uh, Ford nine third member that I had that I was going to build. Uh, I gave it to, um, was it Steven Thompson? He's got a, was a 86 or 87 Malibu and it's got a nine inch under it, but he blew the ring opinion up on it at Bandemir. And I always pit by them guys. They're my buddies and everything. Yep. And, uh, that's where actually I got my T56 from. So I, you know, I had to come in solid with a third member for him. <laughs> it was my, my hometown and everything. So. That's awesome. So you just yeah. you jumped in the car and ran over and grabbed it. You're like, yeah. man, I actually have one laying in the floor. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Coming through Very clutch. Yeah. What, what about you guys? What about your favorite track of the week? Mm. That's tough. Oh, yeah. Man. All of them. You know, I mean, Bandamir, we get to race that so much. So, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Bandamir is a great track. There's no yeah. doubt about that, you know. Uh, but you know, I like racing different places. Um, and Carney, uh, a lot of people don't seem to like Carney. I, I love Carney just because it's that old hometown track that you know is not all blown up and, and all over itself and everything. Yeah, I like I Carney like too. That. That's awesome. Um, let's see, let's run through here. Hey, how about uh, obviously where your car is going to be your favorite, but like, is there any other top cards that you guys were like, damn, that's nice? Oof. Nico, you go first. I got to think about this. <laughs> um, well, he didn't run it this year, but um, I am a big fan of Eli Gould's uh, Biscayne that he runs. That It's oh an LT run with the T56, too. And yep. he was my go to guy on T56 questions and stuff like that there for a while before I made the swap. But that thing's yeah. awesome. It's like the perfect amount of crispy, and it runs 11s. And it's just a, a boat. You know what I mean? It's just cool yeah. to see that thing lift the tire, too. And it's stick shift. <laughs> yeah. so I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you can, like, you know, get the front end up like that and it be a stick car that's and that big like you gotta think that car's huge it's massive. 25 feet long you know or yeah two-door car right. yeah super cool i yeah. need to have uh, eli on he was on last year i need to have him back on he's got great true. stories sorry go ahead no i'm uh so i'm just i you know I, i'm a really old school guy which a lot of people probably won't won't believe because i drive a second gen firebird and i'm about about to move into a third gen firebird but uh man all those old rat rods like organ grinder i just love that freaking car yeah yeah man that's just so badass seeing those guys rip down the road and those things and, yep. and just you know they're getting just punished even worse than we are in our cars <laughs> yep. you know so sure. I, I just i love that stuff yeah those cars weren't known for sound deadening no. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and a lot of times those guys are you know zoomy style exhaust no muffler right into right in front of the cab yeah, yeah I'm, a, who, I'm a big. Who fan. had the uh, Who had the Nova the Nova Gasser with the the gigantic blower on it this year? 
Oh, with the chalkboard on the side and everything? He had everything written uh, on it? No, not, no, no. The one that was kind of just all different colors and patina and everything else. Oh, man. Somebody help us out in the comments here. That thing was know. just – he was just making some wild passes. I mean, jumping like three foot sideways off the line and everything else. Ooh, is that the one that was altered? Like he had the rear yes, end? Like, yes, like yes, yes. I pitted next to that guy one day. Dude, that guy his is name. I talked to him and everything. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh, cool but you remember his car, don't you? Yeah, it was like a 392 <laughs> Hemi or something like that, too. I yeah. think or something oh, weird. Oh, hell it. yeah! Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Like, and you know, you think about it, like that's some crazy shit. And then that dude drove that thing 1300 miles or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I love about race week shit. Is like guys will just absolutely get down. Yeah, um, absolutely. Let's talk about. We'll talk about like what you do for food later, but was there any like like gas stations or restaurants that you guys ate at? You were like, I'm going back there when we come back through here. I ate that week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2.0 when we're Oklahoma, I'm on a hunt for surge because you can't get that in Colorado. But that just tastes like childhood to me because I remember being yes. like 12 and just chugging cases of that stuff. And it's just different. It tastes different than Mountain Dew or anything else. Yeah, right. And I don't know what it is, if it's like made out there or something like that, but it's the it, only place I've seen it still in production. It's yeah, like around Noble and the, stuff like that. I think it's the cocaine they put in it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's something. because yeah. <laughs> Or the extra pound of sugar they add to that over Mountain Dew. They like take a Mountain Dew and then add like extra sugar to it. So yeah, bring it on. Uh, y'all, I just want to let y'all know my mom is in here. She said she's listening from Blyville, which is uh, my hometown, which is That's northeast awesome. Arkansas. I live in northwest Arkansas. I see her about, I don't know, four times a year now. So, all right, let's get to it here. How about uh, – so we talked about roadside repairs a little bit. Um, you guys want to dig into any of that stuff? Like, I mean, obviously 10 bolts. You put in a bunch of those. It, mm -hmm. Any other issues along the route there? Um, when I had the four speed in it, it was eating up the uh, main input bearing too. It was trying to punch it through the bearing retainer into the back of the crank there and I've killed two of them um and one of them I ended up like cannibalizing to put together another one too so uh that's why it's another big swap for the uh t56 too it seems a little bit hardier for sure yeah definitely definitely Jason what about you bud uh you uh, know, other it, than you know engine trans yeah <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> I, it's it's so weird because we always end up seeming to be so fortunate on my car um, that when it when it does break, it seems like it breaks close to home. So we get to, you know, whip it into a shop or whatever. <laughs> uh, but Peyton's car last year, because um, me and Peyton always roll together, he's got a, a, a Fox body Mustang, you know, with the foreign power, but it's turbo 400. And in Great Bend last year, we ended up, I ended up having to give him my spare transmission and my spare third member because he blew up his transmission and his third member in the same hit. Oh, oh my man. god! Well, hey, yeah. at least at least it was one. It didn't like you know he go out the next round and then break the third member. Right. So so here's the weird thing about that, right? Is that I'm a Chevy and he's a Ford. Well, he runs a, a Ultra Bell, obviously. So in Great Ben, I'm sitting there cutting the bell housing off of my spare transmission. So that he can put his Ultra Bell on it and put it in his car. Nice. Like, it's nice. like, well, I hope I don't lose a transmission the rest of the week. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, won't be working. All right, Nico, you got to tell us this story about losing your brakes on day one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, me, I was riding with uh, Royce Payton in the Nightmare Mustang and uh, Jeremy there, who they're like high school buddies or something. 
And uh, I met Jeremy through Colorado G Bodies out here, like a Facebook page. And we've been buddies ever since. So uh, we were doing the cruise together, the mountain cruise, and we were leaving Bandemir. And uh, we were going and we missed a turn. And I go to catch up to Jeremy. They're like, hey, we missed that turn. He's like, all right. And I go hit the brakes and they go to the floor. I'm like, I got no brakes. And he's like, what? I just start downshifting and trying to pull over. And um, I pull over and I'm looking at everything. And uh, I did that blazer spindle swap on the front of that, too. And it says you can reuse the stock lines. He's got to reroute them a little bit. But where mine has so much front end travel on it, I think it like jerked the hoses or something like that. So I had to like retighten them and bleed them at the gas station there down the street. And uh, we were good to go after that. But uh, I've since swapped out to braided uh, braided hoses. And uh, I have more slack and don't have any of those issues anymore. But that was definitely scary for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're somewhere where you can just whip over, you know, and like, oh, hey, I'll just run in this parts store and grab this, you know? Yeah, yeah, we had brake fluid in the car. Luckily, I tried to keep some fluids in the car and everything, so. There you go. Yeah, we're, gonna talk about, we're definitely going to talk about some of the stuff that people need to uh, to bring with them because, you know, as we learned with Jonathan's car last year, you need that shit that you're not thinking you're going to need. You need to keep it, you know, that hard stuff to get a hold of. Yeah. Um. I just want to say about Surge earlier, Jonathan did say it's all the sugar and twice the caffeine. That's what, uh. you know, it's what every 12 year old needs is like 300 milligrams. Of, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yep. So let, let's stay on the, uh, on the spare parts kick. And then I want to talk about your, uh, your travel height. Do you trailer it or do you trailer yourself or yard sale? So let's, let's, uh, let's stay on spare parts you bring with you. And uh, keep in mind, you know, there's some newbies that'll be listening to this as well. So kind of give them some insight. Uh, so we, I mean, I carry like everything. I could dang near build a whole nother car. <laughs> we could like say, I carry a spare transmission, a spare third member, a uh, full set of injectors, full set of coils, uh, uh, three, three inch, four inch and five inch V bands. Uh, I mean, rockers, push rods uh head gaskets intake gaskets you name it i i pretty much got i used to carry a spare converter but now i have a bolt together bolt together converter so i can take it apart and clean it um yeah we my trailer is flipping heavy (laughs) i can only imagine so uh now you'll have to school me on big block chevrolet stuff so being a 565 i mean will that like if someone else was in need like your stuff could fit in there big block i mean like or is it yeah, like- dep- depends on what it is you know i mean most of my you know like i'm still running stub mount rockers right now which is actually something that's well that's why the car is tore apart right now because we just destroyed another camshaft and lifter um but uh yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff that'll that'll cross over other people's um and <laughs> you know, jonathan says he's gonna start <laughs> traveling with me <laughs> fair yeah. enough dude yeah um, you're, and gonna, I'm you're, you're gonna be leading the convoy Right, right. Uh, well, you know, while we're at it, I mean, I carry a spare ton or a ton of spare AN fittings and AN hose and AN line, uh, radiator hose, stuff like that. So, uh, I, I, I'm happy to help anybody out along the way. I just want to see people make it. Yeah, that's awesome. Same here. Yeah, Nico, what about you? Any specialized parts that you carry with you, or anything that like is a is a must on the checklist? Uh, my car is pretty parts store friendly, where it's a small block and the LT1 T56 and everything. Um, with the 10 volt, I did have a spare ring and pinion and I did have a spare carrier there for a while. Uh, besides the one time I really needed it and out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> uh, but after that, I started carrying one. 
um, fluids. Uh, yeah, I didn't really carry like a lot of extra parts, really. Um, some ignition stuff like coil and everything like that. Right. Um, but the car was all pretty fresh. A lot of the driveline stuff and everything was like really recent before uh, race week. Great. What are you running for a fuel pump, Nico? Um, actually, a Holly mechanical, but it's a 130 gallon uh, GPH mechanical. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Which is the same thing. It's a little scary with the nitrous too. So I got the regulator like jacked up on that. But I've been thinking about doing one of those like one to three gallon fuel cells and uh, running its own regulator and everything like that. Uh, that's probably in the future too. If I'm going to stick with the nitrous. Right. So. I mean, school me a little bit here. Like, at what point do you, you know, like, like at what horsepower shot of nitrous are you started beginning to worry that your regular fuel pump can't handle it? I mean, is it like 200? I mean, 150? Not asking what you're running on your car, you know. Yeah. But like, at what level do you start going, oh man, I probably need more fuel for when this thing gets on the bike? Um, well, I'm pretty sure mechanical pumps are like not recommended at all for most nitrous systems. Um, but uh, I think anything over a hundred shot, you might want to start getting a little bit more serious or uh, definitely like a 200 shot. Cause then once you go like over 200, like 250 to 500, that's considered like pro kit or whatever. Anytime you look up stuff like that. So um, gotcha. I'm guessing somewhere in that neighborhood, I haven't reached that far yet. Though. <laughs> There's plenty of time ahead. You're, you're set up there for sure. Uh, Jeremy here says, Jason, help me with a clamp. Then I blew up. <laughs> yeah, it was that damn clamp you offered, Jason. It probably was. I probably gave him a defective clamp, the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What, he was tuning for the, uh, if it was a, you know, like a boost clamp, he was tuning for the leak and then it wasn't a leak anymore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've right? had that happen. Had that happen. I, I had a. We just had, had that happen last weekend. Yeah, and I was gonna say it's crazy. We we kept getting thirteen on the truck, and that's so we're like, okay, that's where it's gonna be, you know. And then uh, put, you know, got it, took it all back apart, hair, you know, uh, hairsprayed everything, put it all back together. It's twenty. I was like, oh shit. So, but it it lived, so it's fine. There you go. Uh, Ernesto says he has a Duramax, but no trailer. <laughs> hey, listen. If you if you want friends, just buy a trailer, dude. It's perfect. Yep. Hey, you get right. to tow, help everybody move, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. So now that you got you guys have done a few different race weeks. Sounds like you know yep. three or four events a piece. Um, are you guys like do you do you bring a trailer? Obviously, Jason brings a trailer because he has the mobile shop. But <laughs> no, that depends. It? Actually, that depends upon where we're starting. If oh, I'm starting you. in Colorado. I, I drive the car with the trailer to the track. If we're starting in Colorado. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about like on the trip. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. a trailer. <laughs> for for 2.0 last year, we loaded everything on the cart because I thought it'd be fun. It looked cool. By about day three, I was like, "What were we thinking? Oh my god!" I almost made passes with the tires on the roof just because I didn't want to lug them down. <laughs> so, so we're, we're yeah, we're doing the trailer. Like I said, we're uh, we're bringing the trailer this year. Nico, what about you? Um, I'm a yard sale guy and I drive it everywhere because like Ernesto just said, I don't have a truck or trailer. So right. I'm, I'm driving that thing everywhere and dumping my crap out on the, in the pits and racing. But um, awesome. I'm trying to get a, a hitch set up and a trailer going, or at least a, a hitch basket to ease the yard sale action. Yep. Uh, so it's not in the car, it's just hanging off the back of it. 
Yeah. So right. do you do you drive on your like? Do you race on a radial? Um, I got ET streets that I run at the track, but I have like a regular radio for the back tires that I run on the street. But I run <laughs> the skinnies uh, at the track and the uh, street, so I don't change the front tires, just the backs. Oh, I got you. Okay, so yeah, that would definitely help. Yeah, one of the tires rides in the trunk, and one of them rides in the back seat. <laughs> so. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, you won't know what to do with your life. You have two tires on the back. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I want to say, in all fairness, it wouldn't matter if all I was carrying was twelve quarts of oil. I drive a seventy-seven Firebird. There is no trunk in that no. thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no and you're not probably as fast as you've been in that car. You're not getting a uh, a tire in the back seat uh, very yeah, easily in and out. It, you know. Yeah, it's it's all a little taken up with fuel cell and and water box and battery all that good stuff. There's there's no truck left. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, let's talk co-pilots. I mean, both of you guys have co-pilots typically. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the questions I didn't have. I, I have seen several people like on their first you know their first drag and drive event like this race week, especially they'll just come by themselves because they want to go. But man, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know if I could spend that much time by myself in my own head. Be, right. I'd, I'd have like 10, 10 cars built and parts ordered by the time I got home. I mean, I pretty much do because my uh, my 13 year old boy co-pilots with me, nice. um, which he's he's a, he's an awesome co-pilot. He's great help in the pits. He's great help at the track. But funny thing about you know, I guess when we started this, he was 11 the first year, uh, 11, 12, 13 years old. They you know what they do in the car. They sleep. It doesn't matter that that car's got five inch, you know, open exhaust. He's he's gone. He's out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the one thing about it, too, is like you can't like you, you I, Jonathan's car. You couldn't hear anything. It didn't matter. We were using sign language to talk to each other, you know, but I, is your car the same way or do the turbos help at times? Oh no, you can't, you can't hear anything. My, my car is so freaking loud. It's you, you can yell at each other a little bit, but that's about it. You know, you got, you got like a dry erase board on the, right? <laughs> that's a good <laughs> idea. Right. right. So, but yeah, so, so 1.0, he's always my co-pilot 2.0. Obviously he's in school. So, uh, my, uh, my engine builder is actually gonna, gonna co-pilot with me, uh, for 2.0 this year, Eric McEwen oh, of Bowtie Engine Shop. Yeah. Now, has has he ever done one of these before? No, he's actually he's got ah. he's got his own car. He's got a couple of his own cars, but he is actually building a car right now that he wants to start trying to do race weeks with. Oh, so this, I told him, dude, you got to ride with me and get a get a taste of this hell. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he, here's what I want to say. Uh, I definitely want to talk to that guy about day four because like right? <laughs> the the pins and needles that dude's gonna be on all week. You making rips and driving 220 degrees and right. like going oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah so, so definitely set that up for me i'd love to talk to him right Nico, what about co-pilots for you bud uh my co-pilot's Corey strang and uh he's gone to all the race weeks with me that i've done i think it's been three now it was 1.0 and 2.0 last year and then uh 1.0 this year and we're doing 2.0 this year as well um oh, that's awesome yeah <laughs> you can hear my car from three miles away i got basically headers with like uh 18 inches of collector with a bullet muffler and a turn down. So it ain't, it ain't much exhaust on that thing either. And the four speed was really bad. It would it drone you out. Like that's when I, I pulled up on Jonathan with that story that he did. Uh, like you said, I was probably doing like over 80 miles an hour then, but uh, uh, you could hear me coming. 
But with the six speed, it's a lot better. If you get in the six speed, I can do like 80 at 2500 uh, RPM. So it's a lot quieter in the car. So that's a lot better. But uh, 2.0 last year, uh, earplugs and uh, muffs and everything like that were present in the vehicles. So. Yeah. 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 I was, we, Jonathan and I had talked about walkies, you know, kind of like a walkie headset set up, except that I'm cheap and they're, those are really expensive. But yeah. like, I think that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Cause then you could like almost hear a little bit, but. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. cool. Um, all right. Let's see. What we got here next? What we got? What we got? You you would think as many times I've done this, I'd remember all these. Um, we talked about sleep earlier. Let's let's talk about that. So uh, Jason said he doesn't sleep. He just lives on, <laughs> lives on Mountain Dew. We need Mountain Dew to sponsor the Meltdown uh, Fire. Right. Yes, um, please, please. <laughs> yeah, just send a big old check. Leave it blank. I'll fill it in. I promise. I'll paint the new one green. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't care. Bring it on. Um, I definitely want to talk about the new one too in a minute yeah. because that car looks so awesome. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Nico, sleep. Yeah. Do, you get um, do, you, do you hang out in the parking lot at night? What, what's what's going on? Very rarely. I'm usually up till at least 2 a.m. putting the temple back together. But uh, everyone's been razzing me while I'm sending them the, the nine inch and everything like that. That's like, you're not, not going to know what to do. You know what I mean? Just hanging out because you're not going to have to work on anything now. But um, yeah, I was always up almost every night putting everything back together or packing the car. So there was, you know, very rarely you get more than like four or five hours a night on, on a yeah. race week or something like that. So especially on 2.0, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, Copilot's parents do road week and they have an RV. So we actually crashed in the RV. And uh, the first one we did, we didn't have that. We did the hotels, but it was almost a waste of money because you're just going in there, you're dumping your stuff, yep. maybe taking a shower, maybe get four hours if you're lucky. Yep. And then you, yep. and you're back out the door, you know? So uh, yeah. the RV situation is nice. And uh, she's been feeding us and everything like that. My co-pilot's mom and everything. So she has like pre-done meals and everything and leaves us with breakfast sandwiches in the morning. But, uh, the first 1.0, it was hotels and uh, fast food and everything else like that. And my, my co-pilot, Corey, couldn't do it. His guts were all messed up. Um, but it doesn't really bother me nothing. But, yeah, uh, gas station burritos, man. By, by day three, I'm like, I can't do any more of this, dude. I got to have something <laughs> decent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the, one, the one other thing I thought while you were saying that was like, you know, you're not traveling to a hotel. So, like, sometimes, you know, these places book up. You know, you, you drive all day eight hours worth of driving at least you race two or three passes it's 10 o'clock you gotta leave well shit now you got an hour to drive to get to your hotel you know mm -hmm. so that's that's yeah. usually the big struggle i'm right um, there with nico we uh well my good buddy trevin drives our rv and uh my wife and kids all come along for 1.0 and uh, hey thanks randy lots of love to you too man uh <laughs> but uh uh and you know my wife is freaking like the greatest track wife in the world, dude. She sits there and feeds us all week and all that stuff, and runs the kids around, and keeps them all gathered up and everything. Yeah, we're so. definitely gonna hang out with you now. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. And you know, if you're nice to her, she'll probably have a cold beer for you too. Oh man, listen now. Hey, I'll, I'll I'll buy beers for everybody. Hopefully, we won't be working on anything all week. Right, there that'll be go. nice. But yeah. 2.0, we're just we're winging it this year. Um, yep. We were gonna wing it last year and. I'm not I'm not sure how that's gonna go down, but I'm with Nico. Like by the time you get a hotel room, like what's the point? Especially for us, because we usually gotta drive at night and everything. And, mm -hmm. uh, there's just too much maintenance to do on the car the next morning and whatnot to, to drive during the day. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Part part of our uh, I, I will say this I do, I am bringing a cot. Uh, we have hotel rooms with the 301 guys. You guys are more than welcome to shower and sleep on the cot. If there's an extra side of the bed open, you guys <laughs> can take that. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not shy over here in the uh, in the uh, setup we've got going on. Uh, right. Cisnero Speedworks is nice hat, Jason. Hey, thanks. That's yeah. <laughs> that right there. Can't imagine why they like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's let's talk. Well, let me say this about sleep on my end. So you know, we stay at the track till basically it closes. Um, then I drive to the hotel, 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is, um, try and get some food on the way. And then I'm up till probably three editing and uploading YouTube videos, trying to get something out, you know, as, as that 1320 video takes off, you know, I want to be right in behind that on some of our YouTube stuff. So, so yeah, I, I completely understand the no sleep deal. It's uh, it's brutal. You know, last year, I think I was up till three, the first three nights, and then the day with the least amount of recording, we were up 22 hours, slept three, and then drove all the rest away. And it was it was pretty wild. It's sleep is is uh, not your friend that week. No. But what's what's cra- what's crazy is the lead up to that too. You're not getting any sleep because you're trying to make sure the car's ready. And like I mean, how you guys have real parts to put together before you can get there. So, you know, with technically what will be after this 17 days until we leave, like, I mean, that, you guys have a ton of work. I got to wire a trailer. That's about it for me. <laughs> you know, I, you know I just I got to put a cam in and, you know, put the top end of the motor back together, go do another race before that. <laughs> and so, like, the will you have for your rear end on – the setup nico is it just ready to bolt in is it like a bolt-in kit or like it, was it a just a rear end you had a weld brackets and all that kind of stuff uh no it's a drop-in nine inch for a g body made by oh, trick chassis so yeah That's it just cool. drops in um but i did have a control arm that had bent the bolt and seized the double adjustable on one of the uppers there so i actually just finished sawzalling it out of the frame last oh, night uh dang. so i got that out and uh the guys over at um Southside machine there that they hooked me up with another set of a full set of arms uh, all powder coated and everything on warranty for it Dang. So that was really cool of them with all new hardware and everything. They've been super helpful yeah. um, I got their holes like uh, the super handling kit in it. It's got tubular uppers in the front and then Fully adjustable tubulars in the rear on all four Dang. just four link. So yeah. it's pretty nice um, Man, But it's there's... like stock shock and stuff like that. I didn't do coilovers or anything like that, but I did yeah. get um adjustable coil sleeves welded onto the axle so like if i do have it packed up heavy there i can have like an inch and a half of adjustability on the bottom of the coil there too to oh, raise it if i need oh, to nice. not not the typical like slide the thing in and you twist it no <laughs> yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, football in there or something yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome uh, all right nico now you gotta drop your snapchat and tell everybody what it is <laughs> <laughs> um, my Snapchat's uh, Jeep Creep ninety nine. If you really want to follow it, uh, <laughs> I was definitely a big Jeep guy before I started doing some of the drag racing there. Um, that's nice. actually how I met my co-pilot as well. We did a lot of jeeping out here before we uh, got into the hot rod stuff. And he wasn't like a, a car guy by any means, so like he's always wanted to know about that stuff. And I never had anyone to show him, so yeah. I've been kind of just taking them along with me here and uh that's why on 1.0 the first one last year he bought a 65 rambler wagon just on on a yes. whim let's, no, the side of the you, you gotta that tell that cool. story tell you all right so let's 
because that's one of my notes. You got to tell that story because this is pretty funny. Yeah, so that was 1.0 last year, and that was like the mountain run. Um, the, the same day I think I lost the brakes and everything. That was like the first thing that like right leaving Vandermeer. But this is after we got to the mountains and all that stuff, and even um, Royce Payton's battery blew up that day too. And I saw them guys yard sale out of the car on the top of the mountain there, just huffing uh, battery acid. But um, once we had that all figured out, and we're going down the road because the mountain part's beautiful and everything. But once you get past that, like going towards Sterling into Kearney, it's just nothing for hours. And uh, it was one of those days, it's like 100 something degrees now. You're just cruising, your feet are melting to the floor. Uh, you just want to get out of the car. And we ended up going by this place in Sterling. And he had a bunch of like old, um, like COE uh, cab over GMCs and uh, yeah. affordable door Malibu out front. So uh, we stopped and turned around and went to go look at the stuff because someone had for sale signs and everything. So he was, my co pilot was curious. And uh, the guy heard us pull up in my car. So he, he popped out and everything and like, gave us the full tour and he had more stuff out back that you couldn't see. And that's where the Rambler wagon was. And we didn't grab it then, but uh, he got his information and just like, he wouldn't stop talking about it. Like after that, it was just on his mind. <laughs> yeah. whole week. And uh, the week that we were back, he bought it and the guy brought it down to him and everything. Uh, uh, yes. That's going to need a little bit of a work though. It was one of those like, uh, you know, it looks great when you first get it or whatever, but as soon as you start working on it and everything, it's, it needs some work. But nice. uh, we were just gonna get it, get it running and just like cruise around in it or whatever. He said it ran when parked or whatever. No, but it actually had a uh, piston like cracked in half in it and everything once we started getting into it and it was all locked up. Uh, but he's doing like rust repair and we got a 302 for it and a 8.8. And uh, we're probably gonna do a T5 in it, but we're not sure yet. We don't have that yet. But uh, yeah, just something like a you know, affordable little cruiser, little beater wagon type deal. It should be fun. Yeah. So, so it, it, ought to, it ought to have good patina if it's in that, uh, it should be in that little belt of weather right there. Yeah, yeah, it's white and it does have some good patina and it wasn't like a lot of rust, but it had some uh, little cancer around the um, windshield there on the top and everything too, like in the corner of the A-pillars and everything. So he's yep. dealing with that now. That's but, uh, cool. Should be cool when it's done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan of the uh, just get it running. You know, Freiburger. I live by yeah. the. Uh, it don't the have to be kill. right. Yeah, it don't have to be right. Just run it. You know. Yeah. Just, you can work on shit after it's going. You know what I mean? Like. Right. We did the LS in the old truck, and just it. I drove it bone stock 4.8, bone stock ADE. Just drove it like that while I gathered parts and built the turbo kit. You know what I mean? I've tons sure. of friends just like you guys have. You know, guys. Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm going to build this whole setup and then I'm going to put it all together and it takes five years. And you know, we had 2000 miles and a year's worth of driving on the truck before I even put the turbo in, you know, yeah, I got so many of those projects around. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The, the struggle with that is that you end up buying new parts. You're like, Oh man, this turbo is better. I'll, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's only $600. I'll buy this newer, nicer turbo. Now I've got two turbos, different sizes, yeah. you know? So me, I'm a dumbass. I'd put both of them some bitches on. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're we're always about one burnout away from breaking. Just I don't know if you guys have seen the video where I broke the uh, drive shaft in the truck. I mean, like that that's normal stuff. We'll repair it and be back to going in a couple of weeks after race week. We got stuff to do before race week. Yeah, I watched that video and I saw a wheel hopping. I'm like, oh boy, that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I knew I was going to be in trouble when the concrete was like, you couldn't really rub your foot across. I was like, oh man, 
but the truck makes 500 shitty tires. I was like, okay, no big deal. Well, in the video, you hear it like, then wow, I was like, oh shit, it broke loose. Here we go. <laughs> and it had not broken loose. The drive shaft had broken loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fun times, good stuff. So I've got an 8.8 that'll go in it uh, when I get, after we get back from race week, it's full bore on that thing. Yes. All right. So we talked food. We talked, uh, you know, meal times. But what about like road snacks? Like what's the, I guess the best way to put it. So I eat Sour Patch Kids like by the handful. So there's always a bag of Sour Patch Kids between the seat uh, whenever I'm driving. Is there something like that for you guys? Uh, I'm a beef jerky. Yeah. Yep. And sunflower seeds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Beef jerky and potato chips for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the rush of sugar. And then you get that nap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't get don't get me wrong. We stop at a gas station. There's gonna be a Reese's Big Cup, but it ain't gonna make it to the car. Oh, all right. <laughs> nice. I like gummy bears too. Is that's the thing go to? Nice, nice. That's funny. Um, all right, what we got here? Let's see. What are we talk about? What do we got next, guys? Um, trying to make sure we get through all the questions. Oh, and I screwed something up. There we go. Uh, I think that's probably it. Uh, I've got here go-to gas station food, you know, like uh, gut bomb burritos. I think has probably been the uh, oh yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the biggest green thing. chili one. Oh yeah, the yeah. big green chili bomb. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel bad for the co-pilot. Like in y'all's cars, anyways. The cart, I mean, it fans the fart pretty quick, you know. But <laughs> enclosed in, in car, enclosed cars at seventy and hundred degree day, not a good idea for a burrito. Yeah. All right. So that kind of wraps up like 1.0 stuff and kind of like how you prep for race week. Let's tell stories now. So I want to start with Jason because he has uh, a car that he's building. If no one's seen it, um, yeah. you're tell tell why you're going to a new car because I think there's something kind of cool in the Firebird now. And then what your what your plan is for the new one. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the Firebird now we put into the wall last year on, on 2.0. Uh, first night, uh, I think it was our third or fourth pass. I think it was our third pass. Um, we were uh, we were really, really pushing for uh, an 850 at that point because we were running limited streaks still in the car that, at that point. Um, and about, I don't know, 60, 60 or 100 feet out, something like that the uh the car split a spit a freeze pulling out the right side and when it did that we you know put five gallons of water under the right tire went hard right right straight into the wall um and i kind of had an epiphany at that point you know i uh i I realized i was way more attached to that car than i thought that i was um i've had that car for shoot since i was 19 or 20 now i bought it for 350 bucks out of some dude's driveway it was a ratted out pile of crap primer gray dents in every corner of it rusted piece of junk you know and i delivered pizzas in that car i drove that car to and from work and then 10 years ago um when my wife and i got married um which actually our anniversary is next weekend happy anniversary um but uh we we took that car from that state to its first build state in three weeks time um me and like 20 of my 15 20 of my buddies that were over here helping me until you know two three in the morning then going to work the next day and we painted it 
We put a uh, 14 to one compression 327 in it, um, a turbo 350, all that stuff. And my wife and I drove that car away from our wedding and, and what we do in my family that's called a wedding chase, where everybody chases bride and groom all over town on the way to the reception. Um, so just been a lot of memories in that car. And then, you know, me and Peyton uh, uh, built that car together. That was our first kind of race car that we built together, you know, yeah. um, and we've, We've taken it from nothing to something, you know, and, and now a lot of people know it. And and <clears throat> it's just become really special to me. My kids want to have it someday, you know. Yeah. So that was the point at which I was like, it's it's time. We need to we need to get into something different and yep. uh, put this car back to a life ease on the street. Yep. So so what will be the setup for that car? Just a NA setup? Oh God, no. <laughs> no. It's not going to be a cruiser. It's going to be it's, a bridge. It's going to. It's going to go back to a, a, a Gen 6 454 block, um, aluminum head, single turbo, um, you know, on 275 radials. I'll probably cut every the 750 cage out of it and just yeah. run a, you know, a, a 850 cage with swing out door bars and stuff. That way I can put the seats back in it and everything. Yeah. And pick the kids up from school and all that good stuff. And maybe hit the occasional, you know, just like True Street class or something like that that's cool that's cool um so but your next car same yeah. same line so uh tell us a little bit about it and kind of what the plan is for it so we have been uh trying to figure out for i don't know you know brent and peyton and trevin and, and uh, even talking with matt frost a little bit here and there and stuff you know been trying to figure out uh what we wanted to go talking with royce a lot actually too and uh kind of finally came to the conclusion that we were probably going to buy something. And then I came across another second gen firebird shell. So I bought it. And then I was talking to Vince Rui about having him build me a chassis and we were going to do that. And then here, uh, just a couple months ago, we were on vacation back in Iowa and this car pops up that ended up being the car we were buying. That was like four or five hours from where I was in Iowa. And it's an 85 Pontiac Firebird. It's a 650 Cert Chrome Ollie chassis, uh, running a 33.16.5 tire. Um, so big old steamrollers. Uh, it's going to get the power plant that's in meltdown right now, plus a different top end. And uh, we'll, we'll be gunning for probably north of 3,000 horsepower next year on methanol. Damn, son. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Nico, did, have you told Ernesto that you do have a badass G-Body? Yeah, right. Um, well, recently out here, I've seen uh, two different ones. I've seen uh, an 86 Monte Carlo that's already had a certain 850 cage in it. That's just ready for either a small block or a big block to drop in with a nine inch and everything. And then um, just today for 5,000, I saw 80 Malibu with the same thing with the 850 cage in it. Uh, with motor plates and everything sitting in it, just waiting for engine and transmission. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if only I had five grand sitting around, I probably would grab that. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah. Somebody let me borrow about 15000 so I can buy this $5,000 car and build it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 It, anytime anybody, because, man, y'all know how it is. People will see a cool car that's kind of in your wheelhouse, you know, and they'll send it to you. Oh, man, look at this. This is for sale. I'm like, dude, that's great. And then it'd be like three grand. I'll be like, perfect. Can I borrow five? Yeah. Stuff with Cletus here saying is the chat working. It is, bud. It is. Um, all right. So let's talk future plans for your car, Nico. 
um, you, you had hinted a little bit maybe at some point there was an ls in your future yeah you know me, i'm like i'm i'm all aboard the uh, ls train yeah for sure um it just seems too easy and it's too plentiful and even like parts seem to be cheaper on the ls platform than small block now yeah um as much as i like the the small block and the simplicity and people do think my car does move out pretty good and they come over to come check it out and it's got like painted center bolt valve covers on it and just a, a double pumper and they're like what yep. so, awesome. you know I, I like you know tricking people like that so i wouldn't mind doing like a, a you know a really stout small block too like a 434 or something like yep. that you know and just yep. put like the serpentine assembly on it and everything but that'd be pretty funny to me yeah uh, you know it's a good set of heads but still have um means to bolt on accessories or something like that so you wouldn't really you know see it coming you but, sneaky um, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love it, dude. The, yeah. the LS and a big single, I mean, it just looks so good inside of a G-body engine compartment, yeah. too. It's like it's meant to be there. So, I mean, yeah. it's hard to, you know, to deny that. And, yep. uh, you know, banging gears is fun and everything like that, but it seems like, you know, an auto with a brake, you'd be, it'd definitely be a lot faster. So, you know, there's always that quest for speed yep. um, and just, like, parts breakage because people are doing eights and sevens and sixes or whatever with a stick, but uh you see like um was it bill armstrong's like mountain of input shafts that are all twisted and stuff like that. <laughs> i don't know if i could do that although his controller looks cool i like to look into that as yeah. well that seems like that's going to be like a the wave of the future as far as stick cars go too yeah. for sure, well, so. and, and what's crazy is you know it, it almost makes it like a slipper clutch and, and those have been on uh you know sport bikes forever so i mean it, it's I really like the thought process of the uh, what's he call it? It's not Billy. Bank shift uh, Billy. Bank, yeah, bank shift Billy. Yeah, uh, that setup is awesome. Yeah, but instead of crawling under the car and changing weights and screws, you just flip open an app in your phone. So that seems yeah handy, especially for race week stuff. If you do multiple passes and only have a limited amount of time and all that stuff, so I just yep. mean he's definitely that's a great idea. I like it. Yep. So. Yeah, the, the limited number of passes made me think. I, I wonder um, how many days do you guys go one and done? Like, is there is there is that multiple days a week, or are you guys running a couple different passes each day? Um, I don't think I've ever done a one and done. To be honest, it's usually like at least a minimum of three. I think. Yeah. Um, so I used to, and I used to be the same way. You know, I. I Probably even last year, I think I was pretty much always three passes at least a day, sometimes four or five. Um, this year, we're you know we just started leaning on the car so hard and everything. And obviously, when you're running around with trash crankshafts and stuff, you just you get your one pass and go. Yeah. <laughs> Try you're, to save the car. You're happy to finish the week, but if if you're having big issues like that and it's day three, you're like, no, listen. But day the night of day two, you're like, listen, we're just gonna make the week and have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it, it that that's an interesting, you know, because the Mac TV guys, you know, they were talking about like gap training. They made like two of their days were one and done or more, you know, and then other days they made five passes, you know. Right. So that's always interesting. Us, I, if they would just let me pull up and do burnouts and back out, I don't care. Like, I, I'm right. there for the burnout. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah, we're we're uh, definitely good. You know, honestly, I mean, I I kind of almost. Uh, this year was starting to kind of get jealous of, of you guys uh, that are still doing, you know, three, four or five passes a day. Um, 
just because you know when, when you start going faster you you start kind of losing out on some stuff you yeah. know you you've you've got to really think about that you know hey if i shell a piston i'm done you know I, there is no junkyard ls for me to go grab well you know? I, hey i'll tell you this watching a bunch of 15 second cards is boring as hell so <laughs> you just keep going fast you can make one or two passes i don't care well, if, yeah. if it was a whole bunch of 14 second cards like you know what the card is it'd be a really boring week right <laughs> so that's crazy um all right what do we want to talk about i feel like i don't want to get to work just yet um <laughs> we went through all of this stuff um oh so we had the rambler story earlier jason any crazy ass stories of you buying stuff on the side of the road oh have i ever bought something on the side of the road like during a race week or drag and drive event um uh, yeah, outside of race week, obviously, all the time, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, come on, when I bought the race car this year, I bought a, a, a race car, a trailer, and what the heck was the other thing? There was one other thing that I bought that week to be able to make it all jive and get back home. I can't remember what the third thing was, but <laughs> there were three things that I bought in one week to make that jive. <laughs> while, um, while you were on vacation? While I was on, on vacation. Again, I've got the greatest race wife in the world because she didn't see me for like three days. <laughs> so I was gone looking at race cars and trailers and everything else. <laughs> um, but on race week, well, I mean, I guess my first race week uh, back in, what was that, 19, uh, the very first night. So first race week, first pass ever on a race week, right? Um we let go of the button on that first pass and boom, it blows apart the third member, uh, four nine inch third member. Right. And, uh, I believe Andrew Mel Melton, I think it's Andrew Melton walks up to me in the pits and is like, cause we had put it out there. Like we need a third member. And he walks up to me in the pits and is like, I got a third member of my trailer that I've been carrying around for like three years waiting for somebody to need. I was like, what are you going to have for it? He's like, a thousand bucks. I was like, get that thing over here. Oh <laughs> and that was actually, that was the third member that we ran the rest of that year, the next year. And now that it ran this year in Payton's car, he's running that third member now. That's so crazy. it's it, it's been around the block now, you know. Um, Sounds like a good buy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was a great buy, dude. It was a Courier third member or a Curry third member and everything, and it's worked great. Awesome. <laughs> Nico, how many ten bolts have you bought? Um, total. Uh, it's been the the same housing since I've uh, had the car, um, but like at least three or four carriers, and like same thing, three or four sets of ring gears too. <laughs> and um, I chewed up a set of Mosier twenty eight spline axles. Uh, on one point of the, this year as well it was like my facebook profile picture it's just a twisted 28 spline and you're just la laughing at it but um those are all bent up now so i think that's pretty much and that housing's done now so uh there's not much left of it so uh, that's crazy what's a what's it i mean are you buying that like is that like a 50 or 60 dollar part like 150 dollar um gear, gear set the gear sets you can get cheap, like uh, those S10 stuff like that. Uh, I usually go junkyard hunting. If you find a, a four-cylinder S10 in the 80s, it's going to have a set of 373s or 410s in it, and uh, they bolt right up to my car. And uh, when I had the four-speed, I ran 342s, and that was uh, fourth-gen Camaro stuff. Because uh, I ran two posies. I've blown two of those up, two out of a fourth-gen Camaro, uh, a Torsion Zexel one and a clutch-style posy. 
which is now uh, basically a spool that's all welded together. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eli Gould's brother helped me out with that <laughs> at one nice. point of the, this year. So yeah, um, yeah. What, that, welded welded together, diffs though. are life, man. I'm telling you, yeah. that's the only way to do it. Yeah, you know, then, on, um, on slow stuff, anyways. Now, <laughs> hey, we've, we've all run them. We've all yeah. run them. Yeah. <laughs> that one I got in uh, Oklahoma on 2.0 last year from that random wrecking yard. Uh, at first, the guy didn't even want to give it to me. He's like, "No, no, we don't sell any parts. You know, we just I buy a lot of cars on auction and uh, all this other stuff." He's like, "I have some stuff sitting out back. This and that. If like, I really don't sell anything, and then." I just plead my case. I tell him, I'm like, I'm, I'm on a podium finish right now. Like, I've got five hours to get to the track. Like, yeah. I see the S10 right there. Like, can I, can I kind of look at it, please? And he, like, had a change of heart once I told him, like, the whole deal and just let me grab it. And then, um, actually, another guy I was competing in 13-0 with, uh, Shane Werner. And uh, he's actually in the bike class now. He's running, like, a ZX-10R or something like that in uh, 1.0 this year. And, uh, but him and his wife were running their diesel 335 BMW, and they actually gave me a ride up to the wrecking yard and then let me use their tools to uh, pull it out of the S10 nice. and everything and uh, gave me a ride back. And um, that guy is actually the um, person that did the main refuel for that guy that just beat that cannonball run record, too, with that rental Mustang. Oh, he was, he yeah. was the guy that fueled him up like midway through the country there in the middle of nowhere oklahoma that's awesome he's showing awesome. me the truck and the gas tanks and everything it was like these 300 gallon like those uh vet like what do you yep. call them like the dump tanks or whatever he had two yep. of those on a flatbed and he, they filled up the mustang with it right on that's the side crazy. of the highway and kept going that's the guy that gave me the ring opinion so that was cool but uh yeah shane gave me a, a hand with that and then um same thing with the whole lack of sleep and everything like that with the reverse threads on the ring gear i broke three of them going to zip them out with a gun. I just tried to back them out like a regular bolt and I snapped them into the ring gear. I did three of them before I figured out, I'm like, oh wait, it's reverse thread. (laughs) The rest of them and the guy from the towing yard uh, came and checked up on me. I'm like, oh, I messed up. I got these stuck in there. And he went and actually pulled them out for me at the shop and uh, saved the ring gear. And then we got it back together. And I even had to uh, swap a bearing on the pinion too because the pinion bearing was different. And none of the parts stores out there had it. So I had to reuse my old one. And then some guy, um, some fab shop in that Perkins uh, town, he had like a, a no prep Fox body Mustang or whatever, but he was like a volunteer firefighter. But he's in the shop working and we pull up on him. I'm like, hey, can you pull this off and put this one on for me? And just drops what he was doing in his shop and just grabs the stuff and he presses it off and puts the other one on. And he even had a, a flap wheel to death, one of his uh, bearing like grabbers for the press. <laughs> So it didn't mess up my bearing. He like thinned it out with a flap wheel. Oh, so it's yes. like the inner part of the race and not ruin it. And uh, got it off and got it on and everything. And I got it back together and made like, I think still made like four passes that night where I was doing 80 <laughs> in the return road and everything like that. So, wow. Uh, That's badass. That was a, that probably awesome. the craziest day I've ever had on race week. And I got a, a $160 ticket to oh. doing like 95 and a 55 right on the, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma Kansas border there. Dude just walks uh, up. You're like, I don't give a shit. Give me the ticket. I got to yeah, go. I, I got to go. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And that <laughs> was like an hour. Over. Yep. Speeding. Fucking right <laughs> ticket. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely the fastest ticket I've ever received. So that was pretty cool of the trooper, at least for that. But yeah. uh, that was probably like an hour before I pulled up on Mr. Stone Cypher there as well. <laughs> with his story. Nice. So that was a. Yeah. 
an eventful day for sure. That's probably my most eventful day on race week I think I've had. Yeah, it, that was that day was wild, man. It was <laughs> we, you know because it was like it was almost six o'clock when we decided to head to Tulsa. So, dude, it was just like, oh my god, it's two hundred. I think it's two hundred thirty something miles one way from you know, where we were to Tulsa. So we had already driven, you know, the two or three hundred mile, two hundred thirty miles, I think, that day, and then to drive another almost five hundred, it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun though, man, and you know, it's crazy because like all the fun times we had that week, I won't remember that shit ten years from now. I'll remember that, you know, we we drove into whatever the nearest town was, trying to find a carrier bearing that we could then press off from like a '60s Chevrolet truck that was the same. Uh, you know, that would have been a replacement for the wheel bearing for that uh, gun drilled axle or whatever the hell he has. So wow. it, it, it was crazy. We spent two hours looking for the part because, you know, obviously everybody was traveling. This is another good tip. Uh, an hour and eight minutes in, and I'm fixing to give a good tip here. Uh, <laughs> if somebody has a wheel bearing that's bad and it's not a car like that's easy to get, um, when people drive by, uh, thumbs down. Don't, don't don't just go. Hey, we're good. We're good. We think it's okay. You know, no thumbs down. Thumbs down. Start posting on the race speakers page immediately, trying to hey. find something. You know, because we all follow the same route. It's not like people are on the interstate trying to get to the get to the place. We're all on the same route. You know, so right. You know, typically, you know, now that we're going to follow Jason everywhere because he's, <laughs> he's leading the convoy. Well, to, just so you know, Peyton always leads for me. And uh, he runs really good interference. He actually had a fuel line taken out by a dead something or another in the road this year. So <laughs> nice. nice. That's and you know we've I've hosted a couple of drag and drive events now, and it is wild to think about trying to because our are typically overnight. You know, it's wild to think to try and do that over a week. You know, yeah. and now not only one a year, now they're doing two and. You know, I, I hope they're thinking about doing a third and going farther east. No. I'd love to Dude, do that. Dude, no, know? I can't do a third one. Like, I'm out <laughs> on vacation <laughs> time. Ah, quit. Just quit. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan says now he, he has a, a spare 40 spline. Nice. <laughs> I'll be so, happy to load it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that stuff, it's crazy because you end up, you got to find the weak point, I guess, you know, and, for, for guys like me, I won't make 15 passes all year long. Like the other 360 days of the year, I won't make 15 passes. But race week, it's three a day minimum. You know, I'm up there as often as I'll let I made 15 passes last weekend. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we are, uh, we're cruise nights and burnouts and ice cream around here most of the time. So. You know, because we don't have anything fast. You know, the old truck hopefully will run 11 with a sticky tire on. It's just built to, to have fun. So I'm sure it'll have real bad wheel hop when we put a sticky tire on it. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be a good time. All right, what else we got, guys? Anything else you want to you wanna say to anybody as we lead out here? Or uh, you want to keep talking stories? What do you got? It's up to y'all. Uh... Do you mind if I give a, a shout out to a couple people? Do it. Uh, you know, we, we definitely like we've got a lot of people that support us and they support us strong. And Bowtie Engine Shops is right at the top of that list. Man, those guys just freaking knock it out of the park for us. They're just a father and son team. 
uh, doing their deal, you know, and, and they they help us out a ton. Uh, Brent Cottyton obviously does our tuning for us. Brent's freaking phenomenal um, and become far more than just a, just a tuner for us. He's a close personal friend these days. Um, and then Crower, Lewis, uh, we all know Lewis, and, man, Lewis takes good care of us. He's the one that's grinding the new camshaft for us right now. We just trashed it on Saturday. I was messaging him, like, Saturday night, how long till you can have me a new camshaft, you know? Sunday's like, I'll check first thing in the morning. And, and he just messaged me today and said it will be in the mail tomorrow. So uh, Crower always knocking it out of the park for, uh, for race weekends for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right, Nico. Now oh. we got to we got to hear the story. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you drive, Nico Daly? Um, so I drive a, a 1997 Honda Civic that's uh, full of bullet holes at the moment. Um, <laughs> that's so, right. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like uh, four days after I bought it. So I'm a I fix boats for a living, uh, but to feed my oh. my race car, uh, you know, addiction, I do like. Uh, the driver apps like after hours sometimes like for like food delivery and stuff like that so that's what the honda's purpose was yeah and uh so four days after i bought it i was done doing some uh deliveries in it and uh right by my house i'm not in the most savory of areas i guess you can say and uh there's two gentlemen arguing outside of the 7-eleven that i had stopped at to grab something before i went home and uh, i think nothing of it because it's like the the usual out there and I go inside the 7-Eleven and I make it like two aisles inside of the 7-Eleven and 17 shots like ring out. God, and uh, they shot at each other through my car because I parked oh, in between damn. them. So it's just I blew all the side windows out, the sunroof, there's holes in the C pillars and stuff like that. Uh, I actually, and I ended up keeping it still because like four days after I got it, I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean? And uh I put new windows in it myself from the junkyard, and I actually picked a slug out of the door panel when I was putting the new glass in it and everything. <laughs> nice. Uh, but that they never yeah. caught anyone or anything like that. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, those cameras at 7-Eleven, they're shitty. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> not even two weeks ago, it actually got stolen right out of my apartment complex. I don't know why anyone needs a an Accord full of bullet holes. But um, <laughs> they, they took it, and uh, I actually – Ernesto, that's been commenting on here uh, – he let me borrow his T56 G body cross member uh, as long as I bought him a new one. And the brand new one that I ordered to replace the one that he gave me was in the back seat of the car when it got stolen. And they Aww. took that. And they, uh, I had some tools they took in it and they chopped the catalytic converter off, off of it. <laughs> but it wasn't even five minutes from my house where I found it. And I found it, not even the police. Um, and then uh, the day after I was driving it to work uh, on the way home, it actually threw a rod through the block too. It just blew it blew the engine up in it. And uh, I've been just, you know, sinking thousands of dollars into my Malibu to make 2.0. I just didn't even have, you know, funds to buy another vehicle at this point. So uh, the other weekend I went and put a junkyard motor in it as well. Uh, so the car's just been nothing but a headache basically. But um, driving on the apps, I have made like $6,000 or something like that. So it has paid for like my six speed swap and the nine inch and uh, all the other stuff that I've broken along the way. So that, you know, it's, it's paid off, but it's, uh, it's been a bumpy road for sure. Yeah. So let, let's talk shitty daily drivers for a minute, because I, I think you have had the conversation. Uh, so my daily when it's raining is a, uh, is a 93 Tercel, you know, two door, four speed, no AC car. Um, 
if it's if it's not raining, I'm either on my bicycle or in the cart typically. Uh, and I chose I choose to drive shitty dailies because I wanted a shop. So you know I could either make a car payment or I can make a shop payment. I've made a shop payment. So right. That's I'll probably do the same move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, dude, it was a no-brainer for me. And the shop was the original intention was to turn, you know, jobs in here, which we've done a little bit, but mainly those jobs have paid for race week, so, right? And parts. Jason, what do you drive daily? Uh, man, I'm, I'm like now I kind of don't even want to say because you guys are like, yeah, I drive this shit box, I drive that shit box, you know? <laughs> uh, no, about. Uh, I, I used to drive my my wife's old suburban because I bought her a new one nice. or a newer newer one, not a new yeah. one. Uh, but uh, so I used to drive an old O one suburban with a five three and you know two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, <laughs> dents and scratches and everything yep. else. But uh, about I guess it was last winter spring when I finished my uh, my 78 Ford crew cab that I've been building for the last 10 years um, I was like why am I driving this freaking suburban every day I have cool stuff to drive yeah. and that's like me so yeah. it's always either I've got my 78 Ford crew cab that's come and swapped um, and four-wheel drive on 01 f350 super duty axles you know and everything or it's my 1970 Cutlass with a 455 and a four-speed. That's badass. There's nothing cooler than old old dailies. Like when the old truck was running and didn't have drive right. shaft laying in the dirt, uh, I would drive it a bunch too, you know, just because, man, I'm telling you, there's nothing like pulling up. Well, all right, here's a perfect example. The uh, the Rambler story, right? The Rambler right. Rambler. If you had pulled up in that bullet hole Honda Civic, that dude wouldn't have even come outside. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say Jonathan Stonecipher is the wore out suburban king. He has <laughs> at least three suburbans. One of them's super nice. Uh, the other two are, you know, not as nice, uh, but still run dry. He uses one of them as a field rig to give you an idea. Uh, Coastal Auto Reaction here is talking about a 98 Grand Cherokee with the 5.9 and then a 70 D100 rig. His day. So. Before I bought my Honda too, I also daily a 99 uh, Jeep Cherokee that's lifted on like 32s. Yeah. And uh, that actually uh, blew a rear end in February, I think it was. And I put one in and then a week later, it blew the transmission in it. And uh, <laughs> I put that in and then I had a misfire that I just couldn't figure out. But I actually had a, a harness issue and I'd fixed the harness, but it still has the misfire. So it took out the PCM, I'm pretty sure. And I've been on the hunt for a used PCM, but I can't for the life of me find one. Yeah, where um, would you even find that some bitch? Yeah, so it's just hanging out in the in the corner right now. That's so. crazy. Well, hey, so you know, obviously the U pull it here in town soon and a Labor Day sale weekend. So I'll be over there Saturday. Send me like message me what you need and I'll look and okay. see if there's something out there. Right. Uh, it, I'm sure it'll be cheap as thirty percent off or whatever, but hell, I mean what's that thing? Thirty bucks anyway. Yeah. Uh, Shopcat, what's up? Bad Tree Productions, how you good? If you guys don't follow these guys, they're awesome. Uh, let's see, here we go. Uh, you're you're too oh, well. So I was dailying my pit bike for like a week or two, dude. And it was funny because my boss actually ended up offering me to uh, pay for my Uber if I wanted to take an Uber. He thought like I didn't have money or something like that. I'm like, I, don't, I actually like genuinely enjoy riding my pit bike into work. Yeah. It's like nine miles and it's just side road, so. Oh, yeah, I got the 212 awesome. Harbor Freight motor on it. It does like 40. So it's actually a fun little ride. You know, you can 
hit the sidewalks and just in the side streets, yeah. you get buzzing lights and everything yeah. else like that. So with That's the downtown Denver traffic, it's actually faster than taking <laughs> yeah. a Honda in some days. So it's pretty you're, funny. You're jumping in and out of ditches and shit. Like people are like, what the uh, hell, man? You're like, I actually like, took a nasty digger like a month back on it. And uh, I'm like, just finally recovering. I hurt my ankle pretty good and everything, but Damn. yeah. <laughs> That's I don't have the best of luck. I don't know if you ever caught this trend or not, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picking that up for sure. That's awesome. All right, well, y'all, I'm going to cut it. Um, I really do appreciate you guys coming on and spending an hour and a half here with me. Uh, it's, appreciate you it's awesome. us. We're, uh, we're going to do this quite a bit on uh, 2.0 coming up. I don't know if we'll go live or if I'll record them and add them to videos. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. It'll depend on the you know, obviously the service that we'll have. Um, if we end up drinking beer in a hotel parking lot, though, uh, we'll definitely probably throw it up live on YouTube for sure because uh, obviously our, our fans over there enjoy watching some of the race week stuff. And, uh, you know, everybody else has all this stuff covered. So drinking beer and having fun and uh, hanging out, talking cards, that's kind of what we're into. So Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, y'all, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I want to say thanks to Andy's computer repair again. Um, it would be not nearly as much fun if I had to do this from the house. So Yeah, tell him to come up to Greeley, Colorado and do my shop, will you? Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was so great. It's like this antenna setup. Like we have the Wi-Fi or we have uh, plug into the modem at the house. It fires signal back here to some antenna and then plug it in. It's good to go. Oh, it's man, great. I got to talk yeah. to these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool setup and it's relatively cheap. I mean, he made us a deal because I'm gonna wear his ass out on this kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> so, all right, y'all, I'm gonna close it out. You guys stay with me. I'm gonna end it for these guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, see you guys next time.